first time lord i'm daniel levain and i'm a first timer i had never seen doctor who until i started the podcast and now i've almost made it to the end of series two so i couldn't be more proud of myself and so excited to keep going down the journey that is doctor who and to make sense of what transpired in this gobstopping episode i have enrolled the help of not just one but two of my favorite hosts and that is ashley martin and eric sweetman hi hello (laughs) (laughs) welcome guys to this jam-packed episode we're gonna jump right in we're talking about army of ghosts the first part of a sequel episode or of a, of a, of a dual episode of uh, two episodes. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, a two-parter. A two-parter. That's, that's, you know, that Yay! makes more sense. Those are words that other people have used to describe this kind of episode, but I'm so excited to cover it that dear listener, if you have not seen this episode in a while, what have you been doing with your time? Go watch this episode now and then join us back for the episode uh, of the podcast because we are inevitably going to discuss and divulge all sorts of secrets about it. So be forewarned. Be forewarned. I cannot make words today. That's how I, how excited I am about this episode. So Let's jump right in. It starts with this narration that says, that Rose tells us, this is the story of how I died. What? Yes. Like a foreshadowing, huh? (laughs) What? No, no, no. Like, I can't, no. Why? She's, uh, we like her. She's like the anchor of the show. Like she can't go. Although she looks really peaceful on the beach. Like it's it's a nice little thing, but uh all right. Is so she? I mean she I mean she looks like she uh, all of those, you know, like panning shots, she just looks like she's just like this is the story of how I died and it just my heart broke. Um so then it... it you got to no. take, take into account that if she's telling us that this is the story, unless they brought a, uh, a camera into the next realm with her, it's, you know, we, we're going to have to have an adventure here. We need to know why she can tell us that this is how Sir, she it's Doctor so Who, okay? Like, I, it's Doctor Who. I, I would not be surprised <laughs> if she's coming to us from the beyond, and that's what we're seeing is the beyond uh, you know, like the the afterlife, uh, it's like, like a in cold, Seoul. rocky beach is the afterlife. Sure, I okay. mean, you know, <laughs> uh, it, what was it? Uh, Jack Sparrow was in a desert. You know, like we've seen all sorts of uh, yeah. representations <laughs> of the afterlife. With crab rocks. <laughs> um, but so we start with the the doctor and Rose running back into uh, Jackie's life after their many adventures and uh i i want to say like for the first time but not really because it's happened before uh but they're 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 kind of gobsmacked at what's happened in their current timeline uh the idea that at a specific time of day 
these ghosts come out of nowhere and just visit. And they're not like the ghosts that we're used to, like corporeal beings with a well-formed, like they're just kind of these blobby looking things. And Jackie introduces it as granddad who had died 10 years ago. Better than Slimer. Yeah, the, the fact that they all think it's their family members that have come back from the dead because of a feeling. Right. Like, uh, you know, she, she talks about how he smells of the kind of cigarettes that she, you know, that he used to smoke or whatever. Uh, he smells of granddad. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, the doctor being who he is, he starts to, uh, I, I think she says it. Uh, why do you have to science things? <laughs> or something right. along those lines. She's like, why do you have to use science? You can't so just much? let us have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh so you know he he immediately sort of starts to dismiss it and he's very curious. Um, which then leads to what I can only assume, I mean, I I may have been misled and not realized it before but we're actually seeing inside the Torchwood Institute for the first time. Is that, am I mistaken? The, no, you're, you're, that's, you are correct. correct. <laughs> and what, what's the name of the, the woman that leads the Torchwood, Ashley? Oh, um, wow. Yvonne something. Yvonne. That's right. Yes. I was going to say Joyce. I don't know why, but yes, Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne. I, I, I figured, uh, one of you two had to know, um, but you know, there's you know, very Doctor Who-y. There's a lot of like jargon being spewed back and forth, and the Torchwood Institute. And uh, today we reached five thousand gigawatts, uh, which I felt like needed to be said. You know, like in a Doctor uh, Doc Brent Brown Scott kind of voice. Right. <laughs> we reached five thousand gigawatts, Marty. <laughs> Great Scott. Um, <laughs> The flux capacitor. <laughs> right, right, really right. Heavy, Doc? <laughs> so the Torchwood Institute has been basically bringing these ghosts out every day. Uh, so so much shows. for like a secret organization. Like, did uh, they just completely well, give they, up on the whole like you know clandestine operation and they're like you know what we got this uh opportunity to bring ghost out so let's just go yeah but nobody knows who's doing it they're doing it without telling the others that they're the ones responsible it's just happening everybody thinks it's a natural occurrence it just occurs fairly regularly yeah, yeah I mean, because they, of the psychic link they think it's their family members coming back from the dead right Right, like like we, uh, I think uh, one of you said it. The the more you want it, the more they exist. Right, which is terrifying. Which is, I mean, it, it's a nice thought, you know, like the idea that they first appeared and everybody freaked out, but then almost instantly everybody was like, "Oh, it's okay. It's just our, you know, dead relatives that just show up out of nowhere and decide to visit us." <laughs> But uh, is that really? And did you notice thing? when I mean, they're dead? <laughs> and when Jackie was explaining all this to the doctor, you know, oh, it's our dead family members. Did you notice that the Father's Day theme started playing? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I missed that. I didn't catch yes, that. Yes, almost That's immediately because music. Nice 
I picked up on that uh, <laughs> on that music, and I mentioned it in in the episode uh, Ashley and I recorded about Father's Day. That it reminded me of someday my prince will come, uh, because mm. it kind of has that melodic simile uh, to it, and immediately as it played i was like whoa they're really trying to underscore this um yeah music was a big thing in in this two-parter which we can talk about more on the next one <laughs> yes yes dun, dun, dun. Um, so the <laughs> they um going going back to torchwood uh, so not only are they culpable for the ghost with, you know, these like magical two levers that they have in this office building that looks like it's a weird setup. It's like an open concept with like the boss uh, boss's office being behind glass. But then they're all like their desks are facing this like weird empty wall with the two levers next to it. It just it, it's <laughs> like like th- this does not feel like good industrial design. Well, if you've got no, one job definitely weird. to work with those levers, then then that's your job, and you want to see them at all times. Right, like, <laughs> mom, I got hired to work at Torchwood. What's your job? I sit in a desk looking at a lever. <laughs> and you can't tell them that I told you that it was uh, a Torchwood because now they will kill me. <laughs> It's a secret. (laughs) Right. It's a secret, although we're not really good at keeping secrets because everybody seems to know about Torchwood and the Torchwood files. The, you know, the the weird uh, Absorbo creature knew all about him. So it just, it seems like Torchwood is like the least well-kept secret. And the only person for a long time, it felt like the only person that didn't know anything about Torchwood is me because <laughs> everybody <laughs> in the universe that this show is taking place seems to be well aware of what's happening with torchwood <laughs> they've seen all the episodes you're still catching up <laughs> i guess i guess so then this episode goes from like a weird like ghostbusters episode uh to uh <laughs> a michael Crichton book because all of a sudden we introduce the sphere this like perfect black sphere <laughs> that they're studying and they, you know, talk about all the things that they are done and all the instruments. And again, a lot of jargon and he's walking by all these weird looking, you know, scientific type devices talking about the sphere. And then he climbs this rickety ladder and like trying to reach it. And, and it feels bad. Right. It feels bad. It's like, it makes you feel it like running away. Right. Yet everybody keeps walking into this room and not running away. You're like, these must be like the strongest willed people I've ever seen in my life. And we know that the doctor and Rose are, but like everybody else just walks into this room and is like, yeah, that's the sphere that makes you feel horrible and want to run away from it. You're yeah, like, let's keep staring at it. it. <laughs> Again, like, Mom, I got hired by Torchwood. What's your job? To feel horrible every day and want to run away from the building. That's most job. Let's face it. Come on. (laughs) Right. I mean, like, there's an actual physical manifestation of, like, a great sucking mob of, like, blackness that just sits there and lingers. But, again, like, 
this ep- I, I couldn't tonally place this episode because it starts very sort of ghostbustery and then you've got the sphere introduction and like immediately I'm like thinking like did you know are they gonna have to wish it away like they did in the book sphere like what is happening like this this story was kind of taking me everywhere and then we see two of the 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 employees doing this little like oh you know we think we're being coy and nobody knows that we're hooking up uh but like uh, i need to go check on the uh flux capacitor uh you know (laughs) coil (laughs) and the the girl's like oh yeah and i need to go check on the googly gobble yeah like and the the lithium crystals (laughs) like even the boss is like like we don't know like (laughs) once again yeah and i will say daniel that actress who plays um uh what's her name iola or something uh adiolia um keep that actress in your head keep don't forget her yeah I, well, yeah. I won't because uh, we'll talk about it later. But uh, there's, uh, you know, Gareth, like, coming along, like, oh, come on, let's go make out in the little construction zone area. And he goes yeah, that was in. so strange. Like, let's go fool around in the plastic sheets that are hanging from the wall in construction. Like, that's so right. It keeps things cleaner, I guess. <laughs> Well, and they're set up like a labyrinth. You're like, who's who's doing the construction again? Like, this is horrible industrial design. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they do things in England, but here that seemed superfluous. But you know, it's torchwood. Well, they said that the whole reason that the skyscraper was built was to reach the spatial disturbance. So I don't think they really had any practicality in mind. They were just like, all right, let's just build it. It's fine. <laughs> we and then we'll fill, we'll fill in the rest later. You fill in the rest. <laughs> yeah. 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 You we'll get me up to the uh, spatial yeah. time disturbance and, uh, you know, the, everything else will go later. We'll put some plants. <laughs> <laughs> A nice ficus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Does it spark joy? Okay, we'll keep that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take Trump's name off the front of this tower. Oh, <laughs> well, it's got a black sphere. Um, but yeah, uh, Gareth so so. <laughs> goes in and he disappears, and she stumbles onto a Cyberman. Bum, bum, da, da, da. Right, like <laughs> okay, so now we've got some threat. Now we got some real threat, and I'm thinking how the F they were in a different dimension. What the heck is going on? What? Different dimension. Cybermen. What is happening? Uh, of course, it didn't, it, right. It didn't take right, that long when she comes back and she's got like the two like gaudiest Bluetooth earpieces you could ever have. <laughs> You're like, either she's really important or she's been taken over. Clearly. Or she's calling a parade at work. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it's, I, even when I did the parade. You either have the big giant, like NASCAR-looking headphones. But you don't have the two Bluetooth. Like you don't. You don't we, need we stereo do <laughs> uh, for that. But so we're, we see the Cybermen. Uh, so clearly, the Cybermen are somehow tied to this ghosts thing. Uh, that's what I'm, you know, immediately sort of clued into. 
And then the biggest laugh for me in this episode comes when the doctor puts on this weird backpacky thing and starts singing the <laughs> Ghostbusters scene. Like, <laughs> and, and I've been saying this since day one in the episodes of the podcast that something about the episode reminds me of something else that I'm hugely passionate about and something, and even in the, the, the episode with the Gelfling, you know, like, or, or the Gelf, not the Gelfling, the Gelf. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, ghosts, you know, I like ghosts. Uh, the fact that they finally like two series is in, they finally talked about Ghostbusters. They finally bring it up. And, and and not just like in a weird sort of like side, like he fully embraces it. And not only does he sing the song, but then he's running around with his backpack and like laying out all this <laughs> ghost catching equipment. Uh, it was like watching like a, a super skinny version of Ray Stans, like doing an experiment. It was so exciting. It, it was the fandoms colliding. Right. Like, oh my gosh. It was, it was absolutely like the thing that I absolutely love. And you, dear listener at home, can't un- see it because you, you, you don't have video. But I have so many Ghostbusters things on my desk that it, it it couldn't be more obvious that I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. And I've said it many times before. So this, this moment just like it made my, <laughs> it just, it made this whole journey worth it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like f- for Dr. Who to acknowledge my Ghostbusters, that's it. Journey is complete. I am a hundred percent into this show. There's nothing you can say to keep me from uh, continuing down this journey. At this point, if if I if I needed that last little nudge, this was it. I am now a complete Doctor Who. I'm a Whovian. I'm a Whovian. I will say it loud and proud. I'm a Whovian. And all it took was Yay, Cyberman and Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> but then. Uh, the the lady from Torchwood, the the they you know they're they get freaked out because he affects the ghosts things and the the field and the, again there's a lot of sciency jargon which I absolutely love but I I have a hard time remembering character names like I'm not going to remember all the stuff that they said uh, if it's important and they keep mentioning it it will eventually stick in my head. But it was great because I love sciency jargon stuff. Like it, it makes this the the science fiction part even better for me. Uh, but you know, they, they they use the CC cameras, which uh, you know, it's a thing that happens in London. Like you know, there are cameras all over the place. Everything is recorded. Uh, right. Like it, you can you can be seen or tracked through quite a bit of town because of them, uh, and they see the TARDIS. And again, you're talking about music, Ashley. I heard the music, the the Doctor Who, the woo, like great, like immediately, like oh my gosh. And of course, they know who he is, and they see the the you know they see the TARDIS start to phase, and they go, "He's coming." 
and they set up this whole thing and they're like, you know, the, the, the doctor's been in this situation before, you know, the uh, Rose was in the TARDIS when they were surrounded by the Dalek and he goes out and, you know, starts talking to the Dalek, even though he was surrounded with guns drawn and here's a bunch of dudes with guns drawn and he comes out and they start clapping. Like I, this is the part that I just quite didn't understand. Like if neither did he, and because they, they even acknowledge it, like the whole institute was founded in that house that he visited where because of him. Right. And because of him and the werewolf and the thing and they're treating him like, you know, like they're clapping and they're celebrating that he's there. And then he's like, am I a prisoner? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. But we're going to treat you nice. And if it's like, alien, it's ours. <laughs> right. right. I felt that was such a conceited comment. It's it's like, how dare you just assume that everything that comes through here, you get the right to own. That's it, like talking to a toddler. Well, they're, they're British, okay? <laughs> they're like, we've set yeah, foot in Africa. It's ours. Is- we own <laughs> Africa. You know, we yeah. we landed we in China. It's ours. <laughs> you know, like that's such a British yeah. thing to do. We colonize everything. <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah, she was calling it the British Empire, right? And Jackie was like, "There is no British Empire." And and she Not says yet. something like, "Yet," or, or like, "Man," like just just wait, just wait, <laughs> just you wait. Um, yeah, so okay, so, so that that because that was a little confusing. You're like, he's a prisoner, but he's clearly like. Let, let us show you our deepest, darkest secrets. Let, here, let me show you this amazing rift that we found in the, you know, the middle of the sky in London. And we built the building to reach it. Like, here you go, prisoner. Like, I don't, you know, maybe I, I had a different idea of what uh, England did to its prisoners after visiting the, uh, the uh, Tower of London. <laughs> the Tower of London. <laughs> But, you know, like maybe Torchwood just deals with things a little differently. But the, I love the I moment. they're just excited to actually see him. Right, because she kept <laughs> saying the legends, the legends. <laughs> and she well, said, yeah, because the charter was, what, 1879? And so they were like, finally, he's here in person. We get to see him. W- right, which is weird because he, like... So in, in an episode that you and I actually recorded, um, World War Three, clearly mm-hmm. the doctor has come into contact with, and he even talks about how he's been in contact with the British authorities before and this uh, UN uh, convoy called UNIT. UNIT. Right? That was part of the United mm-hmm. Nations kind of uh, policing unit. Um, so how how in the world are you an organization that existed at the time that that episode was taking place and not have seen or known or had like it just it it seemed like that part didn't quite jive with the prior art <laughs> as we would say uh, of the show itself am i missing something no, I think he was just off having adventures with Rose that we didn't see, and he wasn't really paying attention. 
Right, but like for Torchwood to to like be this excited about seeing him, like they've never seen him before, when just a, a year or so earlier he would have helped London with a quote unquote alien invasion, uh, and helped the the Prime Minister with you know this threat, and for people at Torchwood to have like no record of it whatsoever yet, you know, have been able to chronicle all these other things and to have and have amassed all of this other technology that they, you know, have harnessed for themselves. Okay. <laughs> Clearly. Apparently we got nothing. <laughs> no, uh, nothing to say about that. Um, so we, uh, we, we do find out um, that, yes, the, the organization was set up um, as a charter back in 1879. Um, and the whole purpose was to protect us from the alien threat. And so if it's alien, it's ours. And there's that impoundment moment where we see them moving the TARDIS and Rose still in it. <laughs> uh, and it's just being <laughs> impounded into, you know, this, again, this very badly organized warehouse with just like alien stuff ruined <laughs> around it. You're like, have you guys not watched Indiana Jones? Like, put things in crates. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you like the natural material of the wood crate, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so we we are we're introduced to that, um, and then the, you know, like I mentioned, the, the they take the doctor and they show him all these things, and it's the doctor that starts to put two and two together and realize that these ghosts, there's more to them than just what seems to be the, the belief coming out of uh, you uh, coming out of uh, Torchwood. And ultimately we get the doctor doing the thing he is really good at, which is uh, pleading people not to do something that is clearly for their, you know, better interest. And then ultimately being faced with that because the Torchwood uh, institution has been taken over or infiltrated by Cybermen who activate the portal. And as I suspected, the ghosts turn out to be not, manifestations of your loved ones but cybermen that were being transported from this other dimension that is correct. <laughs> uh and uh i i made a note uh because it it caught my attention but uh canary wolf canary wolf Canary, is that what it, uh, I I heard? Wolf, canary, wolf. No, it's wharf. Oh, it's okay. wharf. Yeah, yeah, it's just this. Yeah, it's that the area location of London, in London, yeah, next to the water. Next okay, to the Thames. Next to the Thames. Okay, I I just for whatever reason I was like that. You know, like the canary, the in the coal mine, and bad wolf is the okay. But um, so. Uh, the doctor talks about how <laughs> you're going too deep, man. Pull yourself I, back up. <laughs> I know, because this episode had me like so excited. Because uh, then you know they're, they're they're looking at the sphere and they're talking about basically how um, 
the space between the two dimensions is void, um, yes. is the void. Uh, the the Eternals, which I I may have been wrong, but I have never heard of the Eternals before. The Eternals call it the Howling or a Howling, uh, and other entities call it Hell. Mm. Uh, am I mistaken? Have we ever heard yes. about the Eternals before? Only from Marvel, but I don't think that quite applies in this case. <laughs> so no, I'm not. Don't. I don't remember. I don't remember a, uh, an Eternals group, just some alien powerhouses. Just, I'm sure. Yeah, like because he said the Time Lords and the Eternals, and, and specifically he says the Eternals calling it the Howling, uh, and that others call it Hell, um, which. Uh, I know uh, a couple of weeks ago um, in the episodes where they visit that planet uh, right underneath the the black hole, they they mm. also talk and discuss about the idea of hell, um, which, you know, in that episode, he physically comes, you know, face to face with the physical manifestation of the devil. And here he's talking about, again, you know, almost the physical representation of a hell, hell like space between dimensions. Um, and that of course, somehow the, uh, the Cybermen have found a way through this rip, this tear in space time continuum and are being able to, to jump from one dimension to the other and all of a sudden, we get Mickey sitting in the room with the ball. And I'm like, what? Your buddy, he's back. Right. I thought, <laughs> I thought we had said goodbye to Mickey. I thought we were done with him. He's back? Oh, uh, you never really say goodbye to anybody in, in Doctor Who. Well, that bodes well for, you know, Rose talking about death here, but... Uh, I was I was so happy to see him like and we saw him for like a second and then you know Rose is like trying to use the psychic paper and of course you know she fails at it and then the Dalek like four Dalek come out with this other thing uh and Rose knows them. She immediately recognizes them. And she like steps up like a boss, considering like these are supposed to be <laughs> the most feared things in, in the universe. And Rose like walks up and she's like, y'all can't do anything. Y'all, y'all, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> you're just going to hang tight. Everything like I, I know what to do. <laughs> Almost like be like, I know what to do with you guys. And then, of course, we get the dreaded to be continued. Yeah, this is old hat for Rose. I mean, she's seen the Daleks before. It's fine. Right. So Yeah, she survived an encounter already. And I remember having a conversation that was not specific to the episode, but just having one of those nerd-specific conversations with Eric in a previous episode of the podcast in which I said, what would happen if the Dalek and the Cybermen were in the same space because they're very yeah, similar in approach. Yeah, I was too obvious. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Because I was like, you know, like, they, they, they would just destroy each other and there they are in the same space. And of course, in the little snippet that plays, 
at the end of the show, like the trailer for the next episode, <laughs> it implies that they're going to team up. And I'm like, what? How the heck are they going to team up? They, they can't team up. They hate each other. They can't, they, they wouldn't like each other. Why would they team? Like, I'm just, I, I, I don't know how to feel about it. So I, I'm done talking about the episode. Did I miss anything? <laughs> I know, Ashley, you have some fun facts that you want to share. But fun facts. Look at that. She's a whole got a page um, of fun facts. Um, so what? Let, let, let's. What did I miss? What did I not talk about that I should have talked about in this episode? Well, I think there are a lot of really funny one-liners in this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to to lighten, you know, what is going to be a very dark and emotional next episode. The comedy in this one, I thought was great. I mean, that one comment about Jackie when he pulls her out of the TARDIS pretending to be Rose Tyler and he mm-hmm. says... And just last week she was staring into the heart of a time vortex, mage, six or seven years. But she'll do it. I'm 14. Believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 40. awful. And she's like, I'm 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so rude, but it was so funny. And even though I've seen it several times, it's still funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And very much on brand. That's what he does. He gives uh, Jackie a hard time. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's totally their relationship. <laughs> um, let's see. Fun facts. So the three glasses that the doctor wears... Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of becomes one of the, the symbols that he's associated with. So right. when you go to the cons and everything, you will see people just because of this one episode of him wearing 3D glasses. Okay. Like I, just the one episode. He's done it a couple times, but yeah. Well, this is the this first is time like the he's done it. You know like, I mean? This is the first time I've seen him with him. The series. Are you sure? I'm positive. tentative least i don't i don't remember him pulling out 3d glasses at all in any other episode earlier this year or this year i could have sworn that he had them for let me go and check something (laughs) (laughs) because i've seen that representation in a lot of places but i assumed that that was a different doctor because i hadn't seen him do it yet uh, Wasn't didn't he wear them in the Idiot's Lantern? Did I don't know. Put on some. No. Sure? Okay. All right. He Ashley and I covered back, that like fifties style. Yeah, Ashley right. and I covered that episode. I don't remember. I would have asked about I that. Could sworn, but that because I thought that was where he just first pulled them out because having them in this episode, no, uh, nobody really responded to him. The fact that he was having them on um i just thought it was established earlier and i could have sworn it was in the idiot's lantern but you guys did it earlier so i'll take your word on it i'll have to watch that again at some point soon so yes he wears the glasses for the first time in this episode to the best of my uh, ability or recollection so uh what other uh tidbits do you have for us ashley I've got two more things. Um, when Rose gets out of the TARDIS in Torchwood, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. when she pops out, the sarcophagus that is right next to the TARDIS is from a fourth Doctor episode called oh, The wow. Pyramids of Mars. <laughs> 
from a future episode. No, from the seventh. No, no, from the fourth doctor, from the past. Oh, from the fourth doctor. Okay, so from from an earlier time. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, the seventies. What what was the episode name? From an episode with Tom Baker and uh, Pyramids of Mars. It's one with Tom Baker and Sarah Jane Smith. Oh wow! So if I watch the old relics, yeah. So Sarah Jane Chronicles would would that be? Would I? It wouldn't be in the Sarah Jane Chronicles, though, right? No, it would have been from the 1970s or early. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, I don't know. I I haven't uh, watched the Sarah Jane Chronicles since you know. I haven't watched it at all. Yeah, I've, I've only yeah, I never watched the Sarah Jane wasn't... Adventures either. Oh really? I, yeah, I I'm I'm it going to be show. I'm going to be taking the opportunity to watch them because they're all available on uh, on HBO Max. So I'm, I'm going to make sure um, to to try to catch up on those. I think the biggest thing to note in this episode, um, when they're in the TARDIS. And he's on his way to Torchwood. You have the first mention of what becomes the doctor's catchphrase. I know you were asking, oh, so the ninth doctor, his catchphrase was fantastic. Fantastic. When are we going to hear something from the tenth doctor? So we have the tenth doctor's catchphrase now. Allons-y. What does that mean? It's French for let's go. Let's go. Why would he say things in French? Because he's the doctor. That just becomes his, his thing. Sure, yeah. okay. Allons-y. Mm-hmm. It works for him. And did you I, notice I, that I, he also said, Allons-y. I should say allons-y more. Allons-y. Look sharp, Rose Tyler. Allons-y. And then, it'd be really brilliant if I met someone called Alonzo. Because then I could say allons-y, allons-y every time. Just remember that. But yeah, because um, well, yeah, he asked, is, is he asked if there was an Alonzo right. working here. Yeah, yeah. And they and said, then, no, 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 there okay. isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that'll, that'll. Just be- remember that in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the rate in which we're going, it will probably be later this year, but. <laughs> Depends on how long well, we talk go. about this episode today. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh eric did you have any uh any tidbits on this episode <laughs> not really no um you know it was just i loved how the the excitement at the end where everybody's waiting like what is going on inside the uh this big sphere and what could possibly happen because it wasn't related to the uh the um the Cybermen, they, they go, this is not our technology. We don't know where this came from either. And yet they followed it through. And it's, this is, you know, that, that kind of suspense that, that, that waiting for this, because we got revealed with the, uh, the Cybermen so early in the episode that mm-hmm. there wasn't much mystery that they were going to be a bigger part of it as soon as the, they, uh, once the, they went through the plastic wrap and, got the uh, the bluetooth then it's like okay it's all over for these folks but what else is there and i loved how they were able to build that suspense to the end yeah and i mean again like in the episode uh and we covered it the age of steel and the rise of cybermen uh mm-hmm. the cybermen are, are, are a pretty serious threat 
and a pretty you yeah. know nefarious one at that. Uh, the indiscriminate sort of we can make you better, we can eliminate everything, uh, we can take away your pain. Um, so the idea that all of a sudden London and in fact the entire world is just peopled with Cybermen in a universe that is just not prepared for them. You know, they haven't mm-hmm. seen them. Uh, so, you know, to, to see Mickey gives me hope because Mickey sort of stayed there and his whole thing was they were going to fight um, along with the, the blonde kid. I forget his name, um, but they were going to go on Jake. to Jake, Jake. Jake. Uh, you know, they were going to go to Paris to, to fight uh, the, the other uh, Cybermen uh, where, where they may be held. So, you know, the, this universe is not prepared for them. And to all of a sudden have basically every household have a Cyberman show up, you know, that's the equivalent to like all of a sudden the entire world is occupied and you have your very own stormtrooper stationed in your house at the ready to just take you out. Should you refuse like your resist? You know, it's, I mean, it was that to me that, that, that part was really sort of scary and menacing uh, in a lot of ways. And I, I did appreciate all the, the fun and humor that was being had. Um, but holy cow, I, I did not expect the, the Cybermen to make this sort of big return. I mean, that was huge. And then, of course, to see the Dalek at the end, again, having seen what happened uh, last series ends with Rose just wiping them out as the bad wolf um to to see that you know these things just somehow they're like cockroaches you can't kill them you know you can just <laughs> only wipe out what's in front of you like there's always they need more a bigger threat. newspaper <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's always a bigger threat and, and and this time it's not just one or an entire armada like we saw it's just four four cybermen <laughs> And this thing that they pull out of the uh, the the happy you know the happy fun ball. <laughs> nice expression. <laughs> it, it, I'm borrowing from yet another fandom. It's it's from uh, an episode of Critical Role. Okay, but uh, don't know that one. It's the, you know there there are lots of fandoms out there. D and D is one of them. Um, so. Did I miss anything else? Was there anything else? I mean, with the music, I thought I did pretty good. I picked up on the on the couple of the themes, and certainly the doctor's theme was played when when they see that um, the uh, TARDIS for the first time. When when the torch um, when see the TARDIS, the Doctor and Rose, when the Doctor and Rose are running out of Rose and Jackie's house at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The music that plays is going to become the theme song for another show. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to that, but all right. Yeah, there's another element. This, <laughs> this event, this event gets referenced heavily in a future episode of something else. So okay. you, know, you get into that other other something else, then uh, then you'll understand what's you know <laughs> the, from there to here to there 
it'll it'll make a lot more sense. I think I think we need to tell him about this other thing because if he starts watching so it, it would be it. relevant to season three. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes. Do you want uh, us to tell you, Daniel? Well, the, there's still one more part to this story that we haven't touched on. Um, and uh, just like okay. the episode uh, <laughs> does that to us, we're going to do this to you, dear listener, uh, in that we are going to conclude our conversation uh, about the the events here uh, in our next podcast, in which we're going to cover Doomsday, which uh, I hope is the conclusion, uh, but not the actual end or demise of Rose, because she keeps telling us that this is the story of her death, and I don't want her to die. So uh, let's hold our breath together. And we'll meet again next week. Uh, So until then, thank you so much for listening and visit our website, firsttimelord.com. Leave a comment. Let me know what you thought of uh, the show so far. What did you think of this episode? Uh, it, It had me so, like, I cannot wait to go back and watch it again. And I probably am going to watch it one more time before I watch Doomsday uh, just because I I feel like I want to soak all of that in there's so much happening and so much menace and threat and so much fun that I can't wait but let's let's waste no further time jump in our TARDIS and on to Doomsday it is